And the other thing is because I am a black woman and I live the life of a black woman and I know how hard it is out in these streets, I think it's another thing where, you know, black women don't get the shine and the recognition and the honor and the opportunities that other people get. You're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And this is Nico Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva. And welcome back to the Snob OS Show, the show for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. We want to thank you back uh, to another episode. This is episode 160. Uh, before we get started, we definitely want to thank our uh, support from our Patreons. We call them the Snobbists. Uh, they got a lot of exclusive content, uh, live content that you will not hear on the regular show. If you do want to get on the inside so you can get that inside content, definitely visit patreon.com forward slash snobosscast to get the show live and get that exclusive content that I mentioned. So like I said, we definitely want to thank you to those listening to and are watching us live. Uh, we're going to get right into it. We got to um, a couple of things to talk about. You're trying to uh, limit it to just a couple per episode because we like to talk. So yes, we've uh, we got a couple of things going on and we're going to get right into it. Our first segment is the lowdown where we talk all things Apple. Uh, first and foremost, I, do we, did we talk about this or I maybe talked about it on Twitter? But at any rate, if you are a uh, a merchant, like if you have a brick and mortar or you go to trade shows, or you go to the old, if you participate in your local, um, what do they call them? Flea market. I don't want to call mm -hmm. them. Is that an old antiquated term? I think they call them just markets now. Markets, They're right. Just markets. At any, yeah. At any rate, if you sell physical goods and services and you carry around a uh, point of sale machine, or you have to attach a dongle to your iPhone and iPad, just to uh, receive purchases from credit cards because who carries cash anymore? Um, Apple is turning its iPhones into point of sale machines via NFC, uh, no actual um, hardware required. So basically what you'll be able to do essentially is if you're selling something and somebody's buying something, they want to pay via credit card and they've got a credit card on their wallet app, you can actually do the actual touch and actually receive payment that way. Now, of course, that's a little bit different than, like I said, if I'm at a, if me and Nika are at a restaurant and, you know, she picks up the tab and I, you know, say I'm a payer back or something, that's different than just doing peer-to-peer -peer payment. You actually have to link up with a merchant or a payment processor. If you do that, then you can actually use your iPhone as an actual POS machine. So the feature will also work with contactless credit cards. So if you have one of the credit cards that has a little Wi-Fi logo in the corner somewhere, you can actually place that on top of your iPhone and then um, do a transaction that way. Uh, some of the payment processing services first to integrate will be Block, which is the parent company to Square, Stripe, and Shopify. Uh, Shopify. So if you have a Shopify store, if you have a, if you use Stripe as your payment processor or you use Square as your payment processor, 
you'll be able to integrate this into the tap to pay feature is what Apple's calling it. And then other payment companies and app developers will be able to develop apps that access the tap to pay feature in a forthcoming version of iOS. I'm assuming that's iOS 16. Uh, but until then, if you use Square, Stripe, or Shop Shopify, once this is finally, re finally released, you'll be able to just use your phone and actually do um, uh, per purchases that way. So uh, do you think this people will jump on this or you think people are so attached to their current point of sale that they won't uh, be able to switch up? I think, um, I definitely think it, it, it has a place um, in this current market. Of course, if you don't have an iPhone, you'll still need your regular point of sale. But for if you go to some of these um, farmers markets or farmers markets artists, is what I was looking for, not flea no. market, farmers market <laughs> and artisan fairs and markets and those type of things, I think it's going to be a lot easier. You don't have to keep up with another thing. You don't have to make sure it's charged. You don't have to do it. You can just kind of tap in and go like you would in at in Target at any point of sale thing if you wanted to use like your Apple wallet or something like that. So I think um, people will get a lot of use out of it. Um, it'll be interesting to see how, I guess, the Android folks um, want to maybe get on board with something like this or because it does still, it it helps these um, small business owners not have to have so much extra stuff. Um, so I think, I think it's a good idea because right. I know if I'm out somewhere and I'm trying to buy something, like, like you said, who cares cash? People are even more sensitive about their credit cards being swiped through, you know, people's Some you know, devices, <laughs> right? You don't have to, right. <laughs> but if you do it with your iPhone, you know, you, your data is encrypted. You don't have to worry about, you know, someone getting, unauthorized access. So I think it's, it's a great safety feature uh, as well. And, you know, Mark and vendors are going to be conf confident that they aren't getting scammed either by someone trying to pay and then take it back or something like that. So mm -hmm. chargebacks and things like yep. that. All right. All right. So that makes sense. All right. Next story. Um, Apple is providing more benefits for its retail employees. Uh, looks like Apple has decided, you know, for the retail folks who are in and out of those stores all day long on their feet, helping those Apple customers who can be a little bit, you know, uh, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> uh, they are, they have decided they're going to um, pay double for sick days for part time and full time employees. Uh, employees will now be able to use them for mental health reasons or to take family members to the doctor. Uh, in total, these changes will give 12 pay six days to full-time employees, for example. So basically, if you take a sick day, it don't have to be directly related to, oh, I'm sick. I need to right. go to the you doctor. Right. You personally, the individual, the employee is right, sick. Right. If I just don't feel well, I need to take a mental health day, I can use that. If I need to take a family member, like a, a child or an aunt or an elder or whomever the case, you can use your sick days for that. Um Part-time employees that receive sick days, six days of paid vacation, a first. I don't, what were they getting before? Were they not getting anything? Maybe, I don't think they were getting anything, apparently. Okay. And also they'll get paid paternal leave. Nice. Uh, this benefit will cover up to six weeks if you are full-time. Uh, they'll also have access to low-cost emergency assistance for their children and elderly family members. So if you run into a bind to where, you know, you need to, uh, get some assistance, you can request that via Apple. 
uh, finally. I think that's I think that's huge. If we go back to the parental leave mm-hmm. for a, for a part time employee to get paid parental leave, right? That's that's a big deal because most people think of part time as you know honestly kind of expendable. But for them to get those kind of benefits, that's up to six weeks. That's that's pretty astonishing. Right. Right. Yep. And then the last thing is employees will also get more annual vacation days from their third year service versus having to wait until five years to get the actual annual vacation days. Um, I'm not sure. I think I read, I think I might've remember reading or seeing a headline to where this wasn't just because, Oh, Apple decided to do a nice thing. I think it was, this was in response to some employees complaining about the current rates of their uh, holidays and sick days and things of that nature. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, if you are an Apple employee, uh, definitely look forward to getting a little bit more as far as your benefits versus just having to get discounts at Apple. <laughs> right. I think that's uh, pretty cool. And again, they, they just, what we said, what was it earlier this year that they are the first trillion dollar company with mm-hmm. market value. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta, if you keep being in the news about making all this money, you gotta spend a little bit of it to, to take care of people. So I think, you know, that's, that's a positive, no matter how they got there, the fact that they got there, I think that's, that's an important step. All right. Now, speaking of Apple spending some money, um, Peloton, according to recent market findings is on the struggle bus. Hot mess. <laughs> Hot mess. <laughs> they, uh, which is a total slap in the face. So, <laughs> as a result of all of the bad news coming out of uh, Peloton, you know, they had them issues with the treadmill that they kind of flubbed around as far as uh, making sure those things are safe. As far as, you know, drops in purchases of the Peloton bike, the subscription thing is still tight. But everything else around Peloton looks like it's falling apart. Um, the uh, the company will replace the CEO and founder, John Foley, who will become executive chairman with former Spotify COO Barry McCarthy, McCarthy reportedly to step into the CEO position. Um, additionally, uh, the company is cutting around 2,800 corporate positions. <laughs> And to, <laughs> I'm trying to fix my face, and to just go for it, <laughs> make them feel better about losing their jobs. Peloton has decided their monthly membership will be complimentary for the laid off employees for additional 12 months. So they kicked you out the door, but you get to keep your membership for additional 12 months, not give you a bike. <laughs> not give you <laughs> the you know what ten ninety nine subscription is right. Not give you that. the membership for free. Uh, you get to kick it, keep it for twelve months. So all that to say, um, Peloton Peloton is hurting, which is surprising because it's like everybody that has a Peloton, everybody that uses the subscription seems to love it. You know, yeah, uh, I have I a subscription. You, I love it. Right, right. I was going to say, you know, you have a subscription, and it seems to work for you. Uh, which again makes it all so weird that they are on the struggle bus like that, right? So, so much. Go ahead. It's not so weird 
because someone posted the slides from the I saw uh, that. I saw that today. And the CEO was bad. Right. He was bad. He didn't talk to his CFO. He said he didn't talk to his CTO. He didn't talk to his CFO for months at a time. Uh, no, he talked to his C his CFO kind of regularly because he wanted to know what the money looked like. Mm -hmm. But he was like his CTO. He'd go months without talking to him. And he was like, you know, people would say, you know, I'm paraphrasing that he wasn't a good people leader. And he was like, you know, I'm not really a good people leader. And like, he just chose to be optimistic all the time, but they did a slide deck and mm -hmm. they first, they listed the seven, six or seven things that, you know, he was not good at. And then they had a slide for each point that pointed out how bad he was mm -hmm. with quotes and everything. So Seeing how his management style is, I can kind of see uh, why they took a dip. I'm surprised it took such a huge dip because everybody was talking about Peloton. I mean, everybody has one. The rides are great. The instructors are great. And pretty much everybody I know either has a bike or has a subscription. And it's one of those things where I'm surprised it just really, like, Tank so bad. Well, maybe they just assumed that they were doing so well that all like like most companies, you tend to overlook things when the money is good. When mm -hmm. the money ain't so good, that's when all these little you things start, start to add up and they become the forefront. So I'm pretty sure the C the CEO was on uh, cruise control mm -hmm. because Peloton was that was that company. Just a year ago, they were that company, right? They were the, they called it the remote, remote company or remote stock or something like that. You know, mm -hmm. they related to it as this is what everybody was doing in quarantine. They were on a Peloton bike, right? Or on a Peloton treadmill. So that's why they were blowing up. But then, you know, stuff started coming out. But as a result, they are hurting. And one of the things out there is in that slide deck that you mentioned, um, the person or the people or the group recommended that somebody needs to buy a Peloton like quick, fast, in a hurry. And they mentioned all these companies. And one of the companies they mentioned, of course, was Apple. And, you know, Nika alluded to it a minute ago uh, that uh, Apple has the money. They are a trillion dollar valuated company. According to this story that I'm reading in The Motley Fool, they have one hundred and seventy two point six billion and liquidity on its balance sheet. Wow. Peloton, its current market capitalization is only $12 billion, which I'm pretty sure Apple could probably finagle them down to about 10 or 9 yep. or $8 billion, Yep. I'm thinking between 8 and 10. Yep. Right. So that's, that ain't even, that ain't nowhere that's near. Yeah, They'll earn that back in a month. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because like we mentioned, People hang on to those subscription services, which is anywhere from 15 to like 50 or $60, if I recall looking. So, um, but the question is, does Apple need Peloton? Um, do they want to, do they want to deal with the issues that Peloton has, not with the CFO or the manager or anything like that? Cause they could just get rid of those cats, put their own people in there. But, uh, the point that this uh, article makes is, Apple plays no games when it comes to their supply chain. Right. And it looks like um, Peloton was having a tough time keeping up with demand for people wanting to buy the bike, wanting to buy the treadmill, 
to where they were having some issues and Apple may not want to deal with the headache of spending all that extra time and extra money solidifying their supply chain on top of all the supply chain issues Apple and all these other companies are currently having. So it's almost like uh, even, do, even though Peloton is like in line with one of Apple's main core things is to make people healthier, make them feel better with the whole Apple fitness thing and Apple watch and activity and closure rings and all that stuff. It, it would be a perfect marriage for them to then pick up health hardware, treadmills, you know, bikes and anything else. Right. But do they want to deal with that or could they just create their own, like create their competitors or again, let you use whatever hardware you want to use. And then as long as it's got a screen, you can, or you've got an Apple watch, you can utilize that equipment. So choose whatever equipment you want. As long as you use an Apple fitness plus that works for us. So that's the whole argument. So I guess, what do you think? Do you think, would it be a good look for Apple to buy Peloton or should they just pass on this one? Because y'all got too much going on right now. In theory, it would be a good look because the amount of money they would have to spend would be next to nothing. But what comes into play is I think uh, one of the treadmills, it killed a little child or something. Yes, so once if Apple does buy them, the lawsuits are probably going to come out the woodwork and they are probably going to be a lot steeper uh, payouts than they were if it were to stay with Peloton. And one of the things I didn't quite understand was why Peloton got into the treadmill market anyway, because they had the bike, you know, sector in a chokehold. When you say, when you say Peloton, it's kind of like Google. When you say any type of search engine, you're just saying Google it. Any type right. of bike, you're calling it a Peloton. Right. You're not, you know, being that, you have that name brand recognition. Um, I think it would be beneficial from the aspect that Peloton has much better um, instructors. The music is much better. Mm -hmm. um, and Apple Fitness Plus is struggling in that area for me. Um, it's really hard to find a good bike ride And instructor. it's more, um, in addition to that, Apple Fitness Plus seems more laid back versus mm -hmm. I haven't wrote, I haven't done a Peloton, I haven't done one Peloton exercise, but it seems like they're a little bit more intense, a little oh, bit more hardcore, a oh, little bit yeah. more, you know, you're, you're getting, if you're, tra if you're training for something, you definitely want to go to Peloton. Or if you're trying to like, for real, for real, burn some calories, yeah. you do Peloton's workouts. If you're just trying to, oh, you know, I'm trying to better my life. And I'm trying to, you know, be one with my body. Then right, that's where you go. Apple where I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Peloton is not for lightweights. Those right. rides are, are pretty something serious. Even though they give you levels, you can do like a 15 minute ride, a 20 minute, 30 minute up to 40 minute or 45. So they have like the different levels, but at any of them, it's, you know, pretty hardcore. So I, I think it would probably be a good look for them, but I don't think the hassle would probably be worth it. I think they could probably put the Apple magic on the bikes to make them better. Um, of course, I'm assuming um, the, the shipping stuff will be better, the packaging. Um, but I don't know if, you know, they want to take that on at this yeah. time. I no, don't know so what else is in their backlog. So, yeah. 
it's a no for me, dog. Um, <laughs> simply because if they want um, to do a bike, they can build a bike themselves. Not only that, I wouldn't bother with building a bike. I'm like, go use whatever bike you want to use. And we'll recommend if it doesn't have a tablet holder or an iPhone holder, we can recommend, you know, Apple has these recommendations where they can recommend a tablet holder. You can put that on whatever equipment you want to put that on. Use our streaming service for the fitness and boom, you know, that's all they got to do versus. And that's what I currently do with the bike that I have. I ordered it from Amazon. It actually is the same color scheme as a Peloton. Mm -hmm. I call it a full Peloton. What's the name um, of what's yeah. the brand? I don't even remember. Oh, okay. Was, I, I think I a saw, lot of people uh, a Zwift Z W I F T. I think is no. It's, a, I think it starts with a Y. Okay. But this is something I saw on Fat Kid Fat Kid Deals on Twitter, and I was like, ooh, this, and it was like 160 bucks. Mm-hmm. But it has like the, it has all the functions of the Peloton where you can do the resistance in the middle. It has like the little pedometer odometer thing on the top, and I just mm-hmm. pop my tablet i have an old ipad air and that's just dedicated for the bike because i have my ipad pro i just pop i just leave it on there i keep a charger down there to keep it charged and whether i want to do apple fitness plus or whether i want to do peloton just fire up the app and you know go about my business right right and same thing for me i have a rowing machine which i love and i bought a uh tablet holder off of actually i got it for a christmas present i think and then we recently bought a treadmill over the holidays and it's got the, you know, tablet holder. So mm-hmm. I'll go from my rowing machine to my ta- to the treadmill and just throw my iPad on there. And I use Apple Fitness, you know, uh, mm-hmm. because I'm trying to become one with my body and <laughs> I'm not ready for the for the for the Peloton thing yet. Once <laughs> I get there, then I'll probably end up getting a trainer. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, right now I'm just trying to get into the the mode of exercise get back into the swing of things. But yeah. Eventually I may outgrow Apple fitness. Cause like I said, you know, they're like, Hey, we love you. They're we very earthy. Family. <laughs> 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 so I may need that. Yo, <laughs> let's get to it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what they give you over at Peloton. Right. All right. So that is it uh, for the lowdown. We're going to move into second string where we talk about all things tech. Uh, we've been harping, harping, harping on this show. Uh, in multiple occasions that you should use two-factor uh, authentication when you are signing on to or verifying who you are on your most beloved services. Um, a text message two-factor authentication is the entry level, but you want to eventually get to, to where you're using an authenticator app to where that keeps all of your keys for your services that you love and if twitter is a service that you love and you figured oh uh when i sign in i'll just let them send a text message uh that's enough that is not enough because (laughs) according to the story that i'm reading um twitter farms out its two-factor authentication text service to a third party that third party was secretly helping governments locate people and obtain call logs Pretty much the way it works was, like I mentioned, Twitter outsourced the service to a company called Mido, Mido AG, which is a European company. If you for, let me let me break it down. If you signed on Twitter and Twitter said, um, enter your, you know, we're going to send you this code via your phone number. You enter your code and then they verify who you are. 
Twitter was using this European company that sent the the users two-factor authentication codes via text messages. But what they were doing was they were then exploiting a vulnerability that let user, let this company use and listen to your phone calls, read your text messages and track your position. <laughs> so after all this stuff came up, uh, Twitter said it's going to be transitioning away from this company services. But as of uh, this story that I'm reading, have not completely ceased using them yet. So um, I'm, I'm obviously, like I said, we've been telling you, use a two-factor authenticator app to where like um, uh, LastPass Authenticator, Microsoft Authenticator, Google Authenticator, these are separate services that what you have to do is, you, for instance, with Twitter, instead of selecting a text message as your two-factor authentication, you actually have to jump through a couple extra steps to actually connect this third-party app to Twitter. So when you log into Twitter, you then have to open this app to get your code to then type into Twitter to then log in. Now, I know that sounds like a bunch of extra steps. So you got to jump through a couple hoops, but I'll rather do that than possibly having some third-party person listening to your phone calls getting your call logs and reading your text messages because, you know, uh, you decided, oh, just send me a text message and that is enough. Yeah, I use um, Tip Factor Authentication for Twitter, but I also use Microsoft Authenticator for it. I don't use a text message version. So uh, if you're going to, uh, if you're going to set it up, you might as well set it up with the most secure thing and you know take it just a little step further mm -hmm. and go ahead and go with the more secure version of authentication because this is I mean it kind of goes into the whole thought process I think we talked about it before where the government was using other entities to track certain people right. and when we talked about it before it was um, in Middle Eastern company countries where if there were dissidents of uh, of the the government, where they were journalists or where they're activists, they were using it as ways to track them. So my thing is, this is a very slippery slope to to get there. We're already in, you know, in the states here, headed towards like that authoritarian type of government. I mean, is people say no, no, there are, but it's really a slippery slope with the way that they are dropping some of these laws, some of the gerrymandering, all of these other things that they're doing, it, it's really a slippery slope. So, and, and, it's, and it's not just that. I think companies, whether it be, you know, governments that want to track you or um, hacking companies that want to, you know, use your data as ransom, people are, it's not hard to, to, to say, okay, what are people on all day long? Well, they're on a phone. Well, what are they doing on the phone all day long? Oh, they're logging into services to use things like banking, to use things like social media, to read their emails, to do whatever, upload videos. All right. So if the majority of people are using these devices to do these things with their personal information, well, why don't we just focus all of our attention on that? And then, so, it, you know, a lot of people will say, well, who? I don't care if anybody logs into my Twitter. I don't do anything with it. 
but do X, Y, and Z. So, you know, I really don't care about my Twitter account. If it gets hacked, I'll just create a new one, whatever the case may be. Yes, that may be the case now. And you may not be that and important for you. person. Right. It may not be that important. You may not be that important person now, but as these companies, as the entities decide to spread out their efforts and start to widen their net of people that they're starting to get, you very well could be one of those people. So uh, social media accounts, financial logins will eventually be just as important as your social security number, your passport or your birth certificate. You know, people don't play with their social security number, giving it out to people, whatever the case may be. Eventually, we're going to get to a point to where you're not going to want to give out the Twitter handle because that could link to all kind of other things. Right. So you might as well, you know, lock down your stuff now, get into practice now before you have to, you know, retrace your steps and clean up everything or clear out everything at a later date. I know it sounds silly. You know, I know we keep harping on stuff like Twitter and things and hacking and things like that, but eventually it's going to be as important as your credit score. And if you get hacked, that's going to unearth a whole lot of other things that you don't want to be bothered with. So might as well just do it now. So that is it actually for second string. I couldn't find anything else tech to talk about. So while I think we've recuperated some uh, extra time, um, so we I'm can do, sure, but uh, well, no, we're going to get into for the culture. So I want you to do your teching while black and then we'll give us a choice on okay. what we want to go from there. Okay. All right. So in Teching While Black this week, we have a very special person by the name of Vanessa White, and she is the first Black woman to lead the NASA Center. She was appointed in June of just last year of 2021, and uh, she will be, she, well, she is now the 13th director of the Johnson Space Center, where she spearheads um, a space flight mission, space flight missions, uh, the International Space Station mission operations, and the Orion program. She has been at NASA for 30 years. She started as an engineer who managed several of the space shuttle missions. Um, she also earned two outstanding NASA Leadership Award medals and two NASA Achievement Medals. Um, she is a native of the state of South Carolina. She has an undergraduate degree in materials engineering and a master's of science in bioengineering from Clemson University. So in the year of our good Lord 2021, we had our very first black woman to lead the NASA Center. All right. All right. Um, I think NASA is... Um... If I, I think I read a story to where NASA has, um, they have agreed to work with one of the defense contractors. Um, the name escapes me right now. Lockheed Martin, I think, mm -hmm. to build a spaceship. So I'm pretty sure she'll probably be running that uh, program. Yep. So congratulations to her. <laughs> All right. I so it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next thing up, we got an either or. Uh, we kind of talked about it in our uh, exclusive pre-show, uh, but maybe we'll expound on it a little bit to where we talked about uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, he apologized yet again for now so much <laughs> racial out of out of text air quotes content 
Uh, we can talk about that and we can talk about some of the other people who have decided to uh, support him and then <laughs> quickly backtracked. Or we can talk about uh, the Olympics uh, for those who don't know or <laughs> don't care. <laughs> the <laughs> Olympics are going on right now, specifically the Winter Olympics. And uh, probably one of the bright spots to a lot of people is Leslie Jones and her live commentary of the Olympics as she's been doing for a while. Um, she has some hiccups about that. And uh, she, you know, had, had some decisions to make as to whether or not she was going to continue to do that. So I'll give you the choice. Which one you want to talk about, Joe Rogan or you want to talk about Leslie Jones? My vote is always for the black woman. We right. talked about Joe Rogan enough. I will, you know, say we didn't get to say it, um, you know, previously, but we don't um, fool with Spotify like that anymore on a personal level. I got rid of my Spotify and on a podcast level, we will no longer be putting our content on Spotify for a myriad of reasons, but most importantly, um, it's the racial <laughs> component in addition to the COVID misinformation and the insult to injury um, is the uh, amount of money that Spotify is paying this man and the hoops they are willing to jump through to do everything but the right thing. Right. Um, I think a lot of people kind of realize that it is what it is. So they're at the point to where they're deciding, am I rolling with Spotify or am I not? You know, so I think that's where most people are because it doesn't look like they're going to no. really do anything about it outside of send out some press releases. So yeah, they're, they're going to wait for it to die down and hopefully no one really, you know, hopefully people change the page. So, right. Yeah. So it's up to the person whether you're rocking with him or not, uh, whether you're rocking with Spotify or not. So we're not over here. Right. So uh, I guess we'll talk about uh, Leslie Jones. Like I mentioned, uh, she is very colorful. Uh, think about a color commentator, you know, like when you watch uh, football or you're watching basketball or any sort of sport. You've got the straight man who kind of calls the play by play. And then you've got the other person is the color commentator to where they add the insights. Right. They, yeah, they, they add the context. You know, they may offer up some different commentary. Well, uh, Leslie Jones for the Olympics, whether it be the Summer Olympics or the Winter Olympics, ever since 2016 mm -hmm. has been on her own without any sort of agreement, any sort of contract, any sort of, you know, brand Personal deal. enjoyment personal enjoyment, personal affection for the Olympics has been live tweeting, you know, all the events, you know, like I said, since 2016, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people, you know, according to the tweets, according to her responses, they say the only reason why they watch the Olympics is to watch her commentary. Um, but as of late, uh, Leslie put out a Instagram and Twitter post to where she was kind of feeling stressed out about, um, the powers that be, uh, I think she directly or indirectly mentioned NBC, um, that they were kind of making it hard for her to tweet or to. Yeah, they to, told her not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and this is her, I'll just read her post uh, from uh, the 7th, which was what, two days ago? Two days ago, yeah. She says, I'm starting to feel like this should be my last Olympics I tweet. I know, I know, another celebrity bitching, but I'm tired of fighting the folks who don't want me to do it. They block my videos and they get folks who think they can do it like me. And I'm tired of Kevin fighting. Kevin Hart, them. Snoop Dogg. 
<laughs> I love the athletes and I love and they love me doing it. And I know y'all love it, but now it's just gotten too hard and no one is fighting with me. So I guess I'll leave it to the professionals. But thank you all for the love. And she hashtag up to y'all now. So uh, according to, you know, back the backstory of it is NBC. Uh, I guess they either sent her a message or like she said in the stories, they were actually blocking her footage. And, you know, of course, this took off like a rocket. You know, everybody chimed in and said, you're the only reason why I watch the Olympics. That's crazy that they haven't hired you to actually do this professionally because she's really good at it. Just being who she is and just being the content that she adds to it, you know, kind of brings up, like I said, it takes the color commentator and like notches it up like a million degrees. Yeah. So much so, like Nika kind of alluded to, they tried to get Snoop Dogg and Kev Hart, Kevin Hart. They gave them a show to do, do it. Yeah, they actually paid them to do a night show, like a nightly recap of the Olympics in, what was that? Was that... um what uh, Olympics? Was it was that? in the summer. Yeah, just the because summer. Because remember, the, the summer was, it was supposed to be the, what, 20? Yeah, the 2020. The 2020, 2020 Olympics. Olympics. They it back. And they yeah. got pushed back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Right. So, uh, I, who knows? I don't know. But it's safe to say when she says in her uh, in her tweet, she said, and I quote, and they get folks who think they can do it like me. I mean, I she mean, didn't say it directly, but it's clearly the obvious there. that, <laughs> right, clearly obvious out of the blue, Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg doing Olympics recaps, clearly they were like, okay, we need to get somebody to do this, but why not get Leslie Jones when she's affiliated with NBC? Or maybe that's the reason, because she kind of had a falling out with Saturday Night Live, if I recall. And it's Saturday the patriarchy. Right, right. And uh um of course Saturday Night Live was part of is a part of NBC's family. So maybe they're holding a grudge, maybe they left on not good terms, whatever the case may be, and it kind of trickled down into her covering the Olympics. Uh well, fast forward to today, uh NBC comes out and says an NBC spokesperson told CNN business this was the result of a third party error. And the situation has been resolved. Sure. She, she is free to do her social media posts as she has done in the past. She is a super fan of the Olympics and we are super fans of her. So, Lies. <laughs> um, we don't you know for sure. You got, you, in my speculation, they got caught out there. They saw that the tide was not in their favor mm-hmm. and they already had super low ratings ratings uh-huh. and and it's the winter olympics so people aren't as invested in the winter really olympics as they that. are in the summer so you would think that someone who is as engaged and who they flew out before mm-hmm. when i think in rio to yes. to kind of do her shtick you know on camera in rio you already are familiar with her you know what she's been doing you know the reaction from the athletes from fans um from olympic watchers you 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 know the engagement, and she's a comedian. She's a she's a celebrity. You already know who she is. It seems like a no brainer to flip this lady some money and say, "Come and do this," and she would probably happily do it because she was doing it anyway. Anyway, which is anyway. how which is how 
regular people, not re- regular in the sense that they're not celebrities, not non-celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. How they end up getting brand deals and becoming, uh, influencers and evangelists for brands they're doing it for free on social media the brand sees that they are energetic the brand sees that they support whatever they're um talking about you know they they see the love they see the drive and they see the results and they say oh let's bring them on to do this for us for real and that's how influencers and whomever take off so it's crazy that nbc already has a relationship with her already did this in the past and now all of a sudden low key try to sneak this or and try to shadow banner from lack of a better term from and then doing try to this put it on and blame it on someone else no, right and, and blamed it on else. uh third an party unnamed, error. an unnamed third third party error sure. right 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 you know so it's, it seems like and they did a complete about face no mm-hmm. explanation no nothing it's like oh oh it's too hot. Let's turn around. The Twitter streets are hot. We got to make sure we got to get these people back on our side, but it's too late. So I guess my question would be what, why do you think they aren't, uh, they haven't expanded or expounded on their relationship uh, with her to do something like this? Because it seems like people are interested in it to say the least. Um, as I mentioned before, the patriarchy, um, no one, because, you hired Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg to do the exact same thing that she was doing and has been doing for the last couple of Olympics. So it it makes no sense to me why you already have someone, quote unquote, in-house to to do this. You go and get some other people who... I mean, are they really that much more famous than she is? I don't remember any sort of... I see them on YouTube every once in a while doing their uh, shtick, but I never really watch any of the videos. Right. Um, I don't recall any sort of love... The same love, the same It was not the same... Yeah, the same Leslie gusto that she got. Right. Now, I've seen and, a couple, and I've seen a couple of videos in the comments where people you know, say, oh, you know... Uh, they work well together and all oh, this is so funny, but of course, because they're Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg, you know, right. but and they, they got a wasn't prime doing spot. the, we say, and they had like a prime spot. They were branded and they already got millions of bajillions yeah. of followers right. and millions of bajillions of dollars, which my guess would be NBC was like, all right, we got Leslie Jones who, you know, she makes some waves on Twitter every now and again. Or we got Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg, which come with them this whole empire. Let's do this quick. Let's do this quick conversion. If we pay them X amount of millions of dollars, we know for a fact we'll get whatever the conversion back or whatever. Let's just do this easy thing versus actually cultivating a relationship to grow something with Leslie, which is not out at all out of the realm of what a brand would do. It's like, all right, let's just go for the easy money. You know, versus actually, and I don't think they brought that much. I don't think Snoop Show and Kevin Show brought as much attention as just her being in her house, you know, watching the Olympics, doing her commentary. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, the money that they spent on both of those two men compared to just her, you know, you would think, you know, it's kind of balanced it out. And the other thing is because I am a black woman and I live the life of a black woman and I know how hard it is out in these streets. I think it's another thing where 
you know, black women don't get the shine and the recognition and the honor and the opportunities that other people get, even though she's proven that she is marketable. She's a slouch. You know, right. she, she is an entertainer. You know, she has, she brings her own shtick. She is not a rookie. She's a veteran in the game. Right. You know, yeah. she has, she has the same amount of professionalism, you know, she knows yeah. what her audience wants and she knows how to give it to them. The same can be said for Kevin Hart. Same can be said for Snoop Dogg. So, you know, um, I just think they were like, you know, I don't, I, I honestly don't even think she was given any type of forethought. Mm. I think it was just straight. Hey, we know these two black men, they're funny. Um, they talk crap. Um, and let's just go with them. And not even thinking through an actual process. It's just, let's slap some people on here. We got these two. They'll do without actually looking at their audience and looking at the engagement, you know, with other entertainers or folks who do commentary. They just went the easy route. And I don't even think they gave her any consideration at all. Right. So we'll see again, maybe. Maybe this will be uh, the start of something. Maybe if not for the Olympics, you know, maybe another um, sporting event, maybe some sort of sporting program may pick her up um, and try something because it's so, again, it, uh, proof in point, you know, you, we mentioned Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg who did it for the Olympics. NBC also does this with the Manning brothers, with Peyton Manning and Eli Manning they do their color commentary on NFL games. So while you're watching NFL games, like on, I think it's on ESPN, I think. No, it's on NBC. When you're watching Monday Night Football, Monday Night Football, I think it is, on NBC, um, on NBC, uh, on another channel, simultaneously, you can watch Peyton Manning, Eli Manning do their color in their commentary. House. Right, in their house. The same type of setup, which again, that you that could, Leslie has. You could make the argument that they got that idea from Leslie Jones sitting in her house watching the Olympics and tweeting her and talking about her responses. So, and again, the, two more men. Right. The fact that the, you know she has um, uh, ever this evergreen thing that she came up with. The fact that they want to take that but don't want to give her credit for it. I mean, just the proof is in. I mean, you don't have to be blind. To see Even what's Steve going on to here, see this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's a shame that you know you yeah. would think with all the stuff that's happened as far as racial relations, cultural relations, you know, brand influence, you know, how, and that how... goes to me. That goes to show that all of the stuff they did with the black squares and we're gonna right. the first of five, was it was all to. talk. Yep, yep. So. All right. Well, like I said, we wish her good luck and hopefully, you know, something good comes out of this. Uh, yeah. Again, they said she can get back to it. So hopefully I, I would have to I see. I don't think she probably will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to go back and go back to her Twitter and see if since NBC said you're good, that it, if she's going to continue to do it or not. It'd be sad if she doesn't, but I understand. <laughs> I, I hope she doesn't just to spite. But All right. Just <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is it for, for the culture. We're going to get into the hookup. Uh, something I thought that was pretty cool that I end up using because I'm using Wordle. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you the breakdown. So, you know, you Wordle, uh, and for now until whatever, you know, Times decides to do with it, 
It's still a web-based game that is mobile friendly. So uh, in the mornings when I'm doing my thing, I open up Wordle on my browser and I'm playing a game. Now, every once in a while, I'll come to a word that I want to put in there, but I'm not sure if it's a word. Mm-hmm. So I actually open up a new tab on my phone and type in the meaning of this word, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got to do the typical thing, you know, with Safari on an iPhone to where you got to hit the the bookmarks button and then do these things to get back and forth between the different tabs. Well, I discovered the quickest way to switch between Safari tabs in on your iPhone is to put your finger on the um, URL address bar and actually swipe with your thumb. And similar to how you um, swipe between apps on your phone, you can actually swipe between uh, Safari browser tabs by taking your finger or your thumb and swiping on the URL bar and you swipe between the different tabs. So that is my hookup. Yeah, so that's my hookup for the week. If you are in multiple Safari browser tabs on your iPhone, you take your thumb and you can actually swipe between those tabs if you're swiping on the actual URL bar. So that is my tip for the week. And with that, we are actually done for the week. So if you were listening last week, we're doing things a little bit differently. So um, Nika, um, are you working on some things? What are you doing this week that you think the listeners need to know about? Um, honestly, there is no new, uh, I guess, pertinent uh, news for me this week. So you're not, so you are, are you still doing the uh, thing with DTNS? I am, but it's a monthly thing. Oh, it's monthly. We do it monthly. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. So nothing for you this week. Uh, for me, again, um, I will actually be on Sunday, Wednesday. Uh, well, by the time you listen to this, I'll also have re- recorded a show with uh, Charlotte Henry over at the Mac Observer. We love Charlotte. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, Apple and its Black History Month efforts. You know, we'll talk about, you know, is it enough? Could they do more? Things of that nature. So without giving it, you know, give you too much details, if you, by the time this airs, you can probably also listen to that episode on the Mac Observer. So if you go to MacObserver.com or go to their podcast, you can probably find that episode with me on it. Uh, other than that, you can watch me or listen to me on my other podcasts with Rob Dunwood and uh, Stephanie Humphrey. We do a weekly uh, Tech John uh, podcast where we talk about technology from a different, <laughs> i.e., black perspective <laughs> so you can follow us over there if you go to uh, tech thetechjohn.com or you can follow us at the tech john on twitter and instagram so that's how we're doing our outros if you want more information about our show snob os cast to connect to comment to share to support the show you can go to snoboscast.com and get all those details. And if you don't have anything else, Nika, we are out. Peace. Bye, everybody.